Hello, welcome back to the Comic Books Matter podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, coming with you with another comic book of some form that has impacted my life. This podcast is here to bring positivity to a crazy world that we are living in at the moment, and that we'll probably always be living in because something will always be crazy with inside of it. And that's just human nature. Crazy things happen because we are conscious and sentient, and I don't know what to do about it other than talk about positive things, talk about things that have changed my life, talk about things that have made me a better person, but... Honestly, with this episode, it's less about things that made me a better person and more about things that have made me a better writer or a better creative thinker. That's really what this episode is about. Last week, we talked about Calvin and Hobbes and how Calvin and Hobbes taught me not to be so cynical and to be so um, trying to think of the word. This is this is what you like about this podcast. I hope is me thinking and the dead air that comes with me thinking. But uh, Calvin Hobbes taught me to be less me in a lot of ways. Because I think I'm a very cynical person as an adult. But even as a kid, I think I was pretty cynical. And uh, the more I read that book, the more it teaches me not to. But that was last week's episode. That was Calvin Hobbes. You can listen to it. Please do. Tell me what you think. This week, though, as I said and I said last week, and as I'll say every week, comic books come in all shapes and sizes. They come in comic strips. They come in web comics. They come in regular comic books. They come in original graphic novels that never have single issues. They come in digital comics that never be released. I think I said digital comics before, but there's a slight bit of a difference between a webtoon and a digital comic, but anyways. And they also come in manga, and today is our first episode about manga. And I have a whole bookshelf in a, in a box full of it that can't fit on the bookshelf that I could have choose from. But I picked one special one that most people I feel like never really heard of. And part of I think part of it not being heard of as much is what made it special to me in a lot of ways. But the other part of it is just the story that's inside of it. And it being one of the first ones I ever read growing up. Um, as most of my stories. Libraries where I found most of my books growing up and where a lot of this stuff that comes from. First episode was comic book store. That's pretty much a given. But Calvin and Hobbes and this was a library. What the library taught me was, well, taught me a few things. One, be quiet. Library, it's very key that you be quiet in the library. They don't like it when you're loud. Second thing it taught me was, help out and put your books back. You know, don't be that rude kid that re- grabs like every book off the shelf and then just reads it and leaves them there. That was annoying for them. I found that out the hard way. The other thing the library taught me was to explore and don't think of your imagination as something dangerous to be hidden it taught me to find the things that you love and learn about them explore them and i love comic books and i probably shouldn't have been a lot back in there but there was a teenager section in the library when i was a kid i would always go back there and i would grab the graphic novels off the shelf and i would just read a batman read it uh they would have the encyclopedias back there read those just read all like crazy but then there was a whole other section of books that i had never seen before in my life and that was the manga section and i and i think at this point i had to have seen dragon ball z so i knew anime and i probably seen the other man i probably saw gundam wing i've seen all of it but there was like hundreds of volumes of manga that i've never read before And my mom had to check everything I read at the time, so, like, I didn't get anything like Parasite or Berserk or anything like that at the time. Anybody that knows what those are knows how graphic those can be. But I got a lot of shonens, and I got a lot of shonen jump books. And one of them is a very special book. I have volume one right here in my hands. You can hear it here. That's volume one. I still have my copy of volume one. It's Beat the Vandal Buster. It's a book written by Riku Sanjo. Hopefully I'm pronouncing this right. An art by Koji and Inada. And it was published here in the U.S. at least in 2002. So it's an old, it's old. 
Um, it was, and the thing about this, and I'll, I'll, I'll go more about what the story is, but the thing about it is it never finished. They went on hiatus because well, I think the artist got sick. And they were going to come back a couple years ago, but they never came back. So the story's never been finished. I've never got a conclusion to the story. And that's one lesson this taught me. That's the negative lesson. But there's positive lessons within the story. So Beat the Vandal Buster is very simple, shown in in a lot of ways. It's about a kid, of course, who wants to be the best. Uh, best Vandal Buster. Most shonens are like that. Naruto wants to be the best ninja. Um, one, uh, I almost said One Piece. And then Luffy wants to be the best pirate and get One Piece. Um, uh, Ichigo doesn't want to do anything, but he has to. That's a different story. But a lot of shonen protagonists, they want to be the best. Um, like Deku. Like I'll, I'll get to Deku eventually with my hero. But like in my hero, Deku wants to be the best hero. Like all the shonens, the main character usually wants to be the best at whatever the professional thing is is inside the manga. So Beat wants to be the best Vandal Buster. And there's a team of, like, the all-star Vandal Busters. And they come from his town. And the beginning of the book, you're, like, you're, you're seeing these great Vandal Busters and all their powers and stuff. And Beat just wants to be them so bad. And, and this spoilers, by the way. Spoilers for the first, like, three chapters of Volume 1. The, the a, a big Vandal, like the leader of one of the top leaders of the Vandals, comes to the town to fight. And Beat gets in the way. And they have to save him by sacrificing themselves. And so Beat now has to live with the deaths of these great heroes to be blamed on him. So he trains really hard, like most uh, manga protagonists do, and he becomes a great Vandal Buster. Simple story. And if it was just that simple story, I don't know if Beat the Vandal Buster would be episode three here. But there's a few things that, for me, make Beat very special. One is when I found it, right? Like, it was the one the first non-anime that I've seen mangas that I read. Like, I read Dragon Ball Z, I was reading probably Yu Yu Hakusho, and I've seen I was seen parts of the anime at that time. But Beat didn't know there was an anime. Didn't know what it was. Picked it up off the shelf because it looked cool. It looked kind of superhero-ish. And then I started reading it, and I just I just read every volume I could up until whatever was released at the time. Don't know what was the number at the time. And the story evolved from a kid trying to live with the guilt of the heroes he, that sacrificed him to a, he, a kid trying to define what it means to be himself right and again that's a lot of a lot of shonen arcs like i think naruto gets that point where naruto is like am i am i trying to be like someone else or am i trying to be myself who am i but the thing is with b is along the way and this is the one of the first times i ever saw this Along the way, he realizes that... Oh, full full spoilers for later now. I'm sorry. If you don't want to hear spoilers, this might not be the podcast to listen to because I spoil things. But later down the road, he realizes they gave part of themselves to him. And so he can summon their weapons. These guys can summon weapons, kind of like a soul thing. And he realizes that he has all of their weapons inside of him. That's what they sacrifice for their basically their souls to save him. And so no matter how great he is, he's the sum of the people who impact him and that's the first time i remember in a narrative where you really see the hero not overcome things by himself but overcome things with others but not put them by his side either he overcame them because of their impact on his life and yes the impact is very extreme they saved his life they gave him powers that's a very extreme impact but if you take that story beat and put it into our reality when i'm an adult now as a as a child to an adult i'm the sum of everybody i've ever had ever interacted with for more than like five minutes like honestly everybody has some kind of impact on me not only that i'm a sum of everything i've consumed including beat the vandal buster and as a kid you don't think about those things because you're not really there yet but beat really made that the focus of this kid's life is that he's the sum of the people around him and that they're the ones that can help him achieve 
greatness. Not saying that you have to have people in your life to achieve great things. You can you could do it by yourself probably. But I don't think anybody's achieved greatness without the impact of someone else there, negative or positive. Simple as that. And Beat really shows this. And it shows the negative impacts of it too, where he has to deal with the guilt of the sacrifice. That's a negative impact of someone impacting your life, depending on how much they give for you and how much you're ready to deal with that. And so as a kid, like I wasn't a writer. I didn't decide to become a writer until I was in college, really. I didn't even write, really, as a kid, except some like dumb stories. But it made me think about the people I talk to differently. And that's huge as a young kid. I didn't read when it was published, but 2002 I was. I'm gonna make everybody feel old when I say this. In 2002, I was eight years old. So I would assume I read this when I was more closer to 12 or 13. But that's me, like, on the brink of going into high school then, meeting all these people. Me, my best friend in my life was in high school. And I went into that experience with the knowledge of these people will shape me for better or for worse. Who I'm going to be in five years. Who I'm going to be in six years. Who am I going to be in ten years. All boils down to the people I meet now as a 13-year-old. And I don't think a lot of people at that age were thinking about that. And I probably wouldn't have read a novel at the time that did make me think about that. Because a lot of kids' novels don't deal with those, ta- those subjects. But comics, for the most part, and manga, for most, like almost like 100% of it, they deal with the adult themes in kids' kind of, in kids' stories because they don't they don't know how to pull the punches really especially like modern comics and modern manga there's no punches to pull because the writers wish they had these stories as kids so i sit there as like a 12 year old and i re-beat the vandal buster and it's great it's heroes beating villains it's crazy powers it's great but i learn how to be a better person by learning empathy in a weird way through it. There's a lot of ways to learn empathy, but comics are a really great way to learn empathy in my opinion, because you get to see emotions and then read what those emotions sound like almost every time. And they let you see the extremes of those emotions. So you know how to read people in a lot of way. So I would would say, if we're we're talking about each episode, let's let's recap each episode for a second. Episode one, uh, Countdown to Infinite Crisis and Rebirth. With Ted Cord taught me how to deal with death and also brought me happiness. Calvin and Hobbes taught me not to be so cynical and enjoy life and learn how to enjoy life even when you're questioning things. And then you have Beat the Vandal Buster, which taught me empathy. Comics are really crazy, and these are three different formats for comics. And this is me just scratching the surface of the stuff that is just rocked me and i'm having a lot of fun telling you about it so another short episode these are going to be pretty short because again talking to myself it's hard for me to really have it back and forth when i'm just talking to myself it's really just me lecturing you and i don't like talking lecturing people for more than 15 minutes i guess but i have some exciting things to talk about next weekend by an amazing opportunity to donate to the comics fund for canadian comics shops i get to interview chip zardowski and that's going to be exciting. I don't, know if, I don't know if anybody is ready for this, but it's going to be fun. And it's probably going to be long. Hopefully it's long. Hopefully Chip has a lot to talk about, and I have a lot to talk to Chip about. That would be great. But not only that, I have some other opportunities, hopefully, that will come up soon for other creators. That would be great. And I'm just excited. So if you have any questions, please leave them on Twitter. Um, DM me them. My Twitter is at comicsbookpod. Um, it'll be on the show notes. 
if you want to help out the podcast at all, spread the word, leave a review on any platform that you're on. And please, if you can, but if you can't, don't worry about it. I have a Patreon. There's only one tier. It's a dollar. If you donate a dollar, that'd be awesome. I'm going to have polls on there. I've talked to people about doing some exclusive episodes, some of my friends who want to do some weird things with it. We might do a book club. That might be fun. Um, who knows? I might have polls on there for what episode I want to do, like what subject of the next episode might be. Because I have a lot of stuff, and eventually I want to have to make decisions like that. This is pretty slow so far. But uh, yeah, so if you want to donate to the Patreon, that will be in the show notes where the links are. Uh, I believe it's comics. Uh, comics. It, I believe the website is patreon.com slash comics. I say comics like that all the time patreon.com slash comic books matter that's the patreon right now there's only one post i'll post another thing tonight probably when this goes up and i want to thank uh the, the intro and outro music uh who is done by i need to remember this every time it is done by david setza i, I know 100 percent pronouncing that name wrong every time it's called joy in the restaurant i got it from freemusicarchives.com and i want to thank my friend steven for once again making my logo steven has nothing to promote still but if you ever meet steven say hey that was a cool logo and i want to thank you guys for listening for whoever has listened to all three episodes whoever is joining me now i love making these i think i hope they like you can feel a connection if you ever want to tell your stories like again dm me or reply on twitter i will or if you follow on patreon i'll you can comment them and i'll read them on the i'll read them on the podcast and i'll talk about your stories because that's what the show is about. It's not just my stories. It's everybody's stories. So if you have a comic book that's impacted you, either leave the message, send me a message. Um, if you're a friend of mine, let me know. Maybe I could, we, can, we can talk one-on-one on here. It'd be great. So I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you guys for listening once again. I hope you have a great week, weekend, whatever time it is. And just read more comics. And spread some... Have some empathy the people you meet day to day. You don't know how that you might impact them. You don't know how that might impact you. Thanks guys.